dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well, as am I. Had a good record. I did. Uh, I was on Talking Crit last night with, not last night, the night before, or Wednesday, let's say Wednesday, with Eric Tinker, Tinker's Tavern, and Bad Mike with uh, Frog Guy Games, North Texas RPG Con. And we talked about, you know, the recent kerfuffle on at Watsy and a few other things. I think we're going to do it every two weeks. I don't know, but we'll see. More stuff for you to play with, or listen to, rather. Well, today I had another one of those, uh, one of those lie down and think, think of something what I thought was a premise for a campaign. As you know, I like those recurring premises. And we will talk about that after this. Now, you remember me talking about starting a game in an insane asylum or having people from a junkyard, things like that. I've talked about that in the past. What if you have a group of adventurers who specialize in mines, not just dungeons, not dungeons or anything. They specialize in troubleshooting mines. This would be good. I can see this being done with an all-dwarf campaign. That would be a nice thing. But you don't have to be dwarves to do this. It's just your specialties are sapping, demolitions, whatever. But miners call you, call the group, if they're having trouble with their mine whether it's labor trouble or you, they ran into a big beast that you got to take care of or they broke into a cavern that leads to some other world or, or some gate. Or find, maybe uh, uh, there's a necromantic, necromancer's temple down there that they didn't know was there and all this other stuff. Because that gives me an idea. It kind of makes me wonder. You know, you have dungeons in, in fantasy worlds and how many dungeons, I've talked about this before, who makes those dungeons and why are they there? Now, I don't want to get, I don't want to rehash this, but at the same time, I'm thinking, how many are there? And, you know, they, do they run into each other? I mean, you have stuff other than dungeons. You have like beast slayers, like say goblins or rat men or something like that. Because you don't have, just have the guy who's built the dungeon. You've got other, people, other things competing with him. So there is a possibility that they could run into each other or somebody break a wall down and boom, all of a sudden you're somewhere, you know, you're, you're, somebody, you're in someone else's domain. And, you know, you could go down. Most of them go down. But even down, you're not, you're, you're not immune to that because there might be something below it. Say you break into a cavern with a lake and all of a sudden you fall like 20 feet into a lake <laughs> and you find out there's another civilization there, some kind of mole civilization or it's some kind of secret secret society or smuggler's den or something like that. You know, you, you could just, you pile these things, 
some of these worlds, it's like it just seems you pile these things on and they're going to run. You know, you're going to have problems. You really are. That's where the troubleshooters come in for at least mines. You can, they can, you could actually, and it's, you know, my love of having a premise you can go back to all the time, a recurring premise, which, like I said, it's worked in literature in the past. It works on TV. It, it'll work in role playing games. And, it's just, it's fun having, and, and you arrange it to, to the, the way to where different characters can come in and out. Now, my other thing is AccuQuest. That's one of my favorite things I ever came up with in my game, is AccuQuest. In my world, there's a, there's a, a, a coalition, corporation, whatever you want to call it, called AccuQuest, and they're basically temp agencies for adventures. You know, instead of going to the guild hall or something like that, or going to the tavern, look on the board, you go to AccuQuest. They will, and it works just like, say, Kelly or Manpower or something like that. They pay you. You have to negotiate with them, or they negotiate with the people they represent, people who hire them to get adventurers. You have to negotiate certain contracts with the people who 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 hire AccuQuest, and they have to say, okay, here's the terms. You don't have to take the terms. You know, if they're saying, like, all the treasure found belongs to them, and you say, uh-uh, no, finders keepers. You know, you don't have to take the contract type of thing. You know, you just, those are the kind of details you, you work out in role-playing. You work out as it goes. But my favorite part is the fact, see, I got this, in, first of all, I got this inspiration from Aurora's Whole Realms catalog for Forgotten Realms that TSR put out about this catalog this catalog service like the old Sears catalog. So we had catalog stores and catalogs. You look through the catalog, you order something, they get it for you, either by merchant or they had teleport pads, things like that. And the teleport pads got me thinking. It's like, what if you did that with adventurers? What if you did that if you hired somebody and they have to go up to the north there and take care of a problem and they're specialists? Now, you can do it one of two ways. You can pay for, you can pay their way. You can because that could be part of the contract. You can pay their transportation and, and things and expenses. Or each AccuQuest office would have a teleport. Had a, have a, a a circle, a magic circle, where they can teleport the the workers to another office nearby where they're supposed to do their work, do do the job, and do it that way. They can also do things like if the client is in a more remote area where there is no, no, there is no office nearby, they will give them or lease them or whatever a portable teleport pad they can put in like their warehouse or something like that. Maybe, you know, even have reps from AccuQuest come out there and run it or supervise or whatever. And they can do that. Now, Everybody's saying, oh, well, you lose all these encounters and everything like that on the way. Says, That's true, but I've been in too many games where it takes forever to get from point B to A to point B. And it's, you know, it's not always the scenario's fault either. It's something GMs just don't think about that. And such. And yes, you're used, losing encounters. I like, I like sending characters off in encounters. And besides, the company's going to think of the dollars and cents. It's cheaper for them to teleport somebody somewhere. Or something like that. And they'll have a staff of mages and, and clerics that look over this kind of thing. So you do that and they teleport you. But at the same time, if you're losing encounters, but at the same time, 
you're making more trouble because no, in my world at least, no teleportation is 100% accurate or safe. Well, I think it's safe. It's, it's more like teleport without error. But at the same time, that leaves a lot to play with. Yes, you're not going to you're not going to teleport in, in the middle of a mountain or a wall or anything like that. But what if you're like a hundred hundred miles off? What if they're a hundred miles off? Maybe maybe the client didn't give them the right address, and they said, "Okay, we're going to transport you to this office." And the other office on the other end is going, "We don't know anything about this." And then you know you can you can get a hold of the office and stuff like that. But and the other office says, "We don't know anything about this, but we will tell your office, and we've got something for you. We've got something for you to take care of." Type of thing. So there could be all these teleport errors. Even if you're sent, even if they're playing, paying their expenses, there could th- things could happen. You know, along the way. That's another reason why they're, they rely so so heavily on the the teleport thing, is because things can happen like bandits, monsters, things like. Not that the adventurers can't handle that, but the adventurers are going to expect it to. You know, they're going to. They may charge extra. You know, wear and tear, hazard pay, whatever. So it's it behooves the it behooves the corp, the company to do the teleport thing and the teleport thing you could you could get them teleported to another dimension real easy something could go wrong it's just it's a beautiful thing it's it's like transporter malfunctions on Star Trek it's the same thing and it's just a, a beautiful thing to think about anyway there's you know, troubleshooters and minds in AccuQuest. Oh, two great things that go great together. There we go. All right, I'm going to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to the, me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar.gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized. As little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks for my supporters, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thank you, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's Y-U-N-G Jung Grognard podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, and Big John Allen Larcher's The Red Dice Diaries. Oh, and Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.